welcome ladies and gentlemen to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm your host, Maximilian X, coming to you as always from the interwebs where gamers collect and trade and battle each other in random different kinds of games. Some play them solitary, some play them against other people, some people play co-op. <laughs> I don't know what that rant was, but it felt good to say. It felt good to say. It feels good to be back again with all you lovely people. How are you doing, Rivals? I hope you are doing well this week. It has been a while, and there has been a lot of gaming news. In particular, some gaming Nintendo news. So let's just dive right into things, shall we? All right, first of all. We had a surprise Nintendo Direct. Um, maybe not so much a surprise. It was a it was a bit rumored, and people were anticipating that it was going to come this February. Uh, and I also kind of figured that it would come out this February since we didn't have it in January, since January is usually like the quiet period. We've had directs in January before, but usually they tend to come in February, if not at the latest in March. Luckily, we got it in February for now. So this one was, well, um, so if you know, you know, right? Like I stream, right? Twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X. And I did a live stream of the direct as I usually do when I have the opportunity to do so, if not, I tend to do a, a like a live reaction to like the already broadcast. I try to like not get any kind of news. I avoid literally the web until I get home where I have everything set up so that I can watch the direct with pure unadulterated mind so that I do not have like an opinion per se when I get into it. Uh, so that the reactions that I give are genuine. Um, and let me tell you, the reactions for this direct probably almost killed me. <laughs> at the very least, it got me so excited for the future, at least for the first half of this year, in terms of releases for the Switch and beyond. So I'm just going to go through a couple of things that you know really stood out to me. Um, that really, uh, really grabbed my attention. Uh, and of course, if you want to find out what else got announced at the Direct, you can always find the Direct on Nintendo's YouTube channel or just Google, you know, what was announced at Nintendo Direct February 2nd, 2023. And a myriad of websites will have a nice, neat little list of games that were announced during this Direct. So let me just start off with what Nintendo started off with. A new trailer for Pikmin 4, and I gotta say, it looks fan-flipping-tastic. It was really nice to see that they actually started off with Pikmin 4, because the last Direct that we had was, I think, I want to say, in, like, September or October last year, and they announced that Pikmin 4 was a thing. Um, we already knew that Pikmin 4 was a thing, but they never showed anything and it was quiet for years and years and years on the Pikmin 4 front. And then they just said, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, Pikmin 4, it's a thing. Don't worry about it. It's coming. Here's a screenshot. Have a nice new year. 
Um, and then now, all of a sudden, the new year, you know, we we entered in, and lo and behold, beautiful new Pikmin 4 trailer with new Pikmin, the Ice Pikmin, which if you throw enough of them at an enemy, they actually freeze solid, throw a little bit more, and they actually shatter. Um, it's kind of horrifying to see. Uh, and they also will allow you to freeze small, shallow, uh, you know, water surfaces so that it's like solid, so you can walk over it. And they introduced a new companion for the player character, which is this cute little doggo looking thing with like just two legs and no nose. And it's like the most adorable thing on the planet. And you just want to pet it and like cuddle it and like give it all the love that you can give. And it's such a cool little critter. It has the strength of 10 Pikmin. So it can pull like one creature or one item back that is like at least needs 10 Pikmin to pull. This little doggo will pull it for you on its own. Um, it can carry you and a bunch of your Pikmin on its back and traverse water, which is also really neat. And also even can take uh, partake in like battles against enemies and like boss battles and stuff like that. So that's very cool. Um, it looks like this time around you'll be looking for uh, survivors from your planet. And this new planet looks very much like, I mean, all the planets have kind of sort of looked like Earth. This is the one that has looked the most like Earth because in the trailer, you see an actual house, like as in an Earth house. Now, one could say maybe it's just a different planet where they have earth-like houses but uh, i like to say no that this might actually be earth this time um we got pretty close with the first pikmin you know you, you could find like stuff like duracell batteries and stuff like that like actual duracell batteries i'm not just saying it because it's like you know the basic brand um but yeah so you had that that was a really cool introduction to the direct um then we got a bunch of like weird things that i did not expect like somebody amigo i'm pretty sure a lot of people don't even know what somebody amigo is as i'm saying this but yeah it's this rhythm game where that was originally released on the dreamcast and it came with two maraca controllers as in like you know maraca the instrument um and they were weighted and you could actually shake them and i think they actually made the sound but also there were actual controllers that you use to play the game it makes sense to have it on Switch because, you know, the Joy-Cons do have gyro so that you can use that to actually, like, play it. Uh, that was weird. So it's called Samba, Samba de Amigo Party Central, which kind of made me go, like, uh, Party Central, like, as in Dance Central. But, yeah, it, I mean, it's a Sega title, so, yeah, who knows. But yeah, that, that, that was a weird one. Um, they showed off a little bit more of the DLC coming to Xenoblade 3. It looks so freaking good. And they also teased a little bit of the story DLC that's coming for part four of the DLC release. And uh, yeah, it showed off some characters, man. It showed off Shulk, who looked older and more grizzled. And it also showed off an older looking Rex from Xenoblade 2, which is quite surprising. Um, I didn't expect that them to be in here, but since the three titles do kind of like come together story-wise in the end, I'm kind of curious to see how this ends the Xenoblade trilogy. Because it is a trilogy. Um, Xenoblade X is a spin-off, uh, which came out on the Wii U, 
which people are still wondering when that is going to come to the Switch, if it's ever going to get a port. Uh, my personal opinion, I don't think so, because that game took way too much time and effort for uh, Monolith Soft to even make for the, for the Wii U, um, let alone having them, them having the time to actually like port it. Um, or Nintendo finding a porting studio to port it because it is a, like, quite frankly, a really big game. Um, I'm pretty sure they're more focused on other stuff. What stuff? I don't know. Um, but I guess we'll see eventually. Um, they showed off some other stuff. Uh, they showed off something that I did not expect that they would show off. They showed off a remaster of a DS classic, uh, a cult favorite, if you will, called Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Now, I've actually played and beaten Ghost Trick Phantom Detective on the DS, and let me tell you, it is probably one of the best puzzle games that you could play on the DS. And now it's finally coming to Switch this summer. It is by the creator of the Ace Attorney series, uh, Shu Takumi, and it is such a great game. Now, I don't know if I've said this before. I'm not that big of a dog person. I'm more of a cat person. But this game has the best puppers in Missile the Pomeranian. He is so adorable and he's so loyal. And he's so, he's so, ah! Like, again, not a dog person, but this cute little ball of fluff is just such a good boy. It like for that for missile alone you should check out ghost trick when it comes out um it is coming to other platforms so if you don't have a switch that is okay that's fine you can pick it up on other platforms as well um but do please give this a, a go because it came out at the tail end of the ds's life cycle so not a lot of people picked it up and when people finally started realizing that it's a great game with great writing and cool puzzles and a fantastic story like buying a cartridge used was super expensive and it still is very expensive so if you have the chance this summer ghost trick phantom detective definitely worth something to pick up then they showed off uh, a little bit before that they showed off the dead cells return to Castlevania dlc which looks absolutely gobsmacking fantastic you get to play, of course, with the main characters from Castlevania. You get to play as Richter, and you get to play as Alucard, fighting off against death, and of course, Dracula himself, Mr. What-is-a-man, but a miserable pile of secrets. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. That, that, that line is still one of the best lines in video game history. Um... They, of course, showed off some more Splatoon 3. Uh, they showed off the DLC, which is coming in two waves, as they call it. Th sticking, of course, with the water and ocean theming of everything. Um, the first wave brings us Incopolis, which is the first hub from the first game. Fully realized on the Switch, which basically brings all the versions of Splatoon to the switch kind of sorta um it brings with it new stores with items i don't know if the items in there are particularly exclusive to that area i'm assuming they will be um and wave two is a another single player looking uh 
DLC called Side Order. It looks to be taking place in this very white and mysterious area. It, it, it looks very mysterious and like kind of creepy. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Um, they showed off the expansion pass for Fire Emblem Engage, where you get a bunch of more new Engage characters, um, some new ones, including Krom and Robin uh, from Fire Emblem uh, from Fire Emblem Awakening, um, from Ar Veronica from Fire Emblem Heroes, which is like, okay, that's the mobile game. Um, I'm surprised that they're even acknowledging mobile game in the main series, uh, which is interesting. Um, and it comes with a bunch of other stuff. Octopath Traveler is also coming out later this month, coming out, and it also has a free demo on Switch. Uh, it's coming also out on PlayStation 4. I would totally recommend checking out the demo at the very least because the demo's save file transfers to the full game. So if you feel like you've played a little bit of Octopath Traveler 2 and you think, oh, I want to continue the story, you don't have to worry about your progress. You can just carry that on. Um, moving on, they announced a bunch of remakes and remasters, uh, one of which is We Love Katamari Reroll plus Royal Reverie, which is a remake of We Love Katamari, uh, which is coming to Switch. Uh, it's Katamari. If you haven't played it yet, it is fantastic. Uh, it's a game where you roll a ball and try to roll the biggest ball that you can, uh, rolling up weird and random items from small little items as toothpicks and erasers to full-size people, creatures, buildings, statues, and even planets at a certain point. Um, another thing that also is getting a collection is Entry and Odyssey Origins Collection, which brings the first three games to the Switch. These three games are DS classics. If you are a dungeon crawler JRPG fan, this is definitely something that you might be interested in. Um, it comes out as a collection, but also as the individual first three games. You can buy them each separately if you want to, if you just want to play Entry and Odyssey 1, 2, or 3. Um, but I feel like the bundle would probably be like a better deal if you're already a fan. Um, there are a bunch of enhancements coming to that one, including auto mapping. There's also another bundle coming, which I didn't like. I have hoped that this would happen. I've hoped for a very long time that this would happen. I didn't figure that it would happen because, well, the developer that made this particular set of games was bought by Nintendo, and we've already mentioned them before. Monolith Soft, the makers of Button Kaitos and Button Kaitos 2. And that's coming to the Switch in a beautiful HD collection where they have redone some of the assets and even redone the soundtrack. They did a nice little rearrangement. Um, I honestly am holding out my judgment on the rearrangement because it sounds it sounds fine. There's nothing wrong with the rearrangement. Like the soundtrack is like killer, um, but I'm holding off judgment to until I hear the full range. Um, I might actually choose to <laughs> to if they have the option to switch to uh, the original soundtrack if they have that option. Um, but yeah, it is so freaking crazy that this is coming. 
Um, it is a RPG. These two games are RPGs that were, that were made by uh, Monolith Soft, but published by Bandai Namco. So obviously they hold the rights to the to Baton Kaitos. Um, but it was like this. I think it was like a collaboration thing with them and Nintendo back in the day. Um, yeah, so the rights are a little bit weird. So I I never held out hope that this would actually get a re-release or remaster or whatever. But since it has now, I hope that a lot of people check it out. Um, there's no date for this one yet in particular. Um, but if you are a JRPG fan and you love turn-based strategy, uh, no, sorry, turn-based card uh, card battling systems, this is probably the JRPG for you to keep an eye on. Now, I said there were a bunch of remakes that they announced, and I just rattled off a bunch of them. But nothing. Even the Button Kaitos remaster could not prepare me for what they were going to announce at the Direct. And that is, of course, if you haven't heard yet, hi, this is your one and only warning. Metroid Prime, the first Metroid Prime that came out on the GameCube, got a remaster, baby! And I, for one, was almost speechless when I saw it happen. I I was almost, because it happened, like, you have to understand. For me, this was at almost close to midnight, and I was trying to not beat too loud so that my neighbors wouldn't complain but i had to like hold myself from like just letting out the most guttural and primal yell of happiness that i could muster when i saw this come out and not only that they shadow dropped that baby digitally and at least for europe it's coming out march 3rd Y'all in the U.S. and the North Americas are a little bit more lucky. You guys get it on February the 22nd. And these are the dates for the physical releases. But if you are impatient like me, then you would have probably already picked up the, 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 the of course, the, the, the digital version. I'm sorry. I can't even talk. It, that's how excited it gets me. <laughs> so, yeah, it is out now and people are loving it. I haven't. I've got to be completely honest, as of this recording, I haven't played it yet because I'm saving it to stream. If you're listening to this, I've already streamed it, and I probably love the ever-living crap out of it. This will honestly hold me over a little bit longer until Metroid Prime 4 finally gets a proper reveal. And my theory, at least for now, is that we're going to get the other two Metroid Prime games hopefully before the end of this year because considering that they released this now this early in the year if there is a like porting studio that's working on all the other titles then we might be we might see another one being dropped in the summer and another one dropped in the fall if we're lucky and if we're extra lucky by the end of this year we'll finally get a metroid prime 4 reveal so here's hoping, people. Here is hoping. Now, the last couple of things that I do want to talk about about this Direct um, is, of course, the big 
Oh, actually, no. Let me not get to that one first. Let me first finish the JRPG talk with Sea of Stars. A Sea of Stars is made by this uh, indie indie developer um, that made the Messenger. If you've played like that, the 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 platformer, the Messenger, it is a very beautiful game, very very nineties like pixel art style. Um, from the developer Sabotage. It's really pretty. Um, sea of Stars continues that beautiful pixel art look. It kind of reminds me of Chrono Trigger in that regard, not just by the art style, but also from that gameplay that I've seen so far. That too has a demo out live. If you want to check it out, I recommend checking it out. It's a demo. You're not losing anything if you try it. The game isn't out until August, which is so far away. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I want to play that game so much. Like, if you're a JRPG fan, outside of the stuff that's coming out on Switch, like, in general, don't forget, we are getting Final Fantasy 16 this summer. We're getting a bunch of other JRPGs that... I honestly can't think of right now because my mind is still racing from the, the from the direct. The point is, if you're a JRPG fan, you are eating delicious this year. So I hope you are ready for that. I am and also am not, but that doesn't matter because we're going to make it happen one way or the other. Now, back to the other big reveal that we got. We finally got the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on Switch, on the Nintendo Switch online subscription and on the online plus expansion pack. Now to be so to be uh to get it all straight, Game Boy is out on Nintendo Switch online and Game Boy Advance is out on Nintendo Switch online plus expansion pack. So do take that into account if you only have the basic uh, Nintendo Switch Online subscription, you only have access to the Game Boy games, not Game Boy Advance. Um, and for those that are like, well, how does that work? So Game Boy, so Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack is a separate subscription. Um, it basically includes everything included in the regular Nintendo Switch Online. Plus you get access to N64 games, uh, DLC to specific games like Animal Crossing, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, uh, damn it, I forgot what the other one was. Um, another game, you get access to N64 titles, Sega uh, Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis titles, if you're in America. And now you also have access to Game Boy Advance. So they added a bunch of new games to that, of course including one of my personal favorite Game Boy games, Super Mario Land 2, which is my personal favorite because it's the game that was inspired by Super Mario World. And you can play as Bunny Mario on the moon. Seriously, I love that game so much. I've like beaten it a couple of times and it's just fantastic. I don't understand why that game still has not received the same love as Link's Awakening did on Switch, because it definitely deserves it, in my opinion. Um, speaking of it, Link's Awakening, also on this. Super weird, but okay. 
Um, they also added a bunch of other stuff like Tetris, uh, Kirby's uh, Kirby's Dreamland, so the first Kirby game, uh, Alone in the an Alone in the Dark game, which I was like, okay, that is okay, sure. Um, and a bunch of other games. And of course, for those that are wondering what the GBA added, it added a bunch of amazing games there as well. Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, including all the e-reader levels. Now, if you don't know what the e-reader is, it was this thing that came out in the early 2000s for the Game Boy Advance, where you swipe these like magnetic stripped uh, cards on an e-reader for the Game Boy Advance. And sometimes they will give you something neat like levels in this case it gave levels to super mario Bros. 3 now unfortunately not all the levels came out in the west and i don't even think that the e-reader was ever released in europe so this is i think the first time that you could legally play those games on super uh, super mario advance 4 uh apart from that warrior inc the first warrior game coming it's also out now uh a cute little title from Sega. I think it's Sega. Um, Mario Kart Super Circuit. My personal least favorite. I know that there are fans for that. And you know what? That's great. No problem. I don't like the controls in that game. I don't think that really it really holds up. Compared to, you know, like games that came before or since. Um, yeah, but that's just me. Uh, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, and of course, A Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, which is from the same makers from the Oracle of Ages and Seasons uh, on Game Boy Color, which is also slated to come out later, including a beautiful little gem called Golden Sun coming to the Game Boy Advance uh, app later sometime, hopefully this year. Uh, the last thing that I want to talk about is, of course, the beautiful new trailer that they gave us for The Legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom and let me tell you the I, I let me tell you something when i saw that trailer and i heard people talking i was like wait wait voice acting like it's been so long since i've played breath of the wild that i forgot that breath of the wild had voice acting in it too like oh right it has voice acting. it's been so long i'm like oh my gosh and the last time I played Breath of the Wild, like, proper, it has to be at least two years ago. Um, I do want to play it again before, before you know, like, Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Maybe I'll do something on Twitch with it, um, like, leading up to the release. They also announced a collector's edition, a new Amiibo uh, to come with it, to, to come out with it as well. I was lucky enough to actually get my hands on a pre-order for the collector's edition. Um, so yay for that. Uh, but yeah, that was the direct kind of. And I mean, there were more stuff that were announced like Fantasy Life. I like if you haven't played Fantasy Life on the on the 3DS, um, probably most people haven't played the 3DS version. We're getting a sequel, which is nice. It's coming from level five. Level five announced a bunch of stuff, including a new Professor Layton. They just sold off like a teaser trailer, but yeah, Professor Layton and the new world of Steam. When is it coming? Who the flip knows? 
did we know it was coming? Absolutely not, because I'm pretty sure they said with the last game that that was it. They weren't making any more latent games. I guess they were convinced otherwise. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty neat. That was pretty cool. So that was it for the direct. Um, so they're gonna move on to the rest of the news. Uh, there is a little bit more Nintendo-related news in here, but let's jump into other stuff that was announced uh, in the past couple of days slash weeks. Uh, one of the things that has been announced, um, people have been apparently asking a lot for it, and I like was like, oh, uh, I totally forgot that this was still in development because it's been in development for so long. But Dead Island 2 finally has... Not only gone gold, but they moved up the release date up a week. So if you're looking for Dead Island 2, it is coming out April 21st of this year. So yeah, that actually does sound exciting. I know that there are a lot of fans of the first game, and a lot of people have been looking forward to Dead Island 2. Uh, I haven't played Dead Island 1, uh, but it does look like fun. It looks like the developers had a lot of fun making this game, and the previous game, of course. And they are all looking forward to doing more of what they do and doing more of what they like. And that is what is fun about game development. Doing what you do and doing what you like. At least, I hope that is something that you get to do. I know that a lot of developers out there kind of have to do whatever their publisher mandates. Um, so, you know, there's also that. Um, but you know what's also kind of not like that though the fact that microsoft admits that the xbox game pass cannibalizes on game sales which is kind of funny because they used to say like the opposite of this they used to say like game pass doesn't cannibalize on sales it actually improves sales and i wanted to say well okay yeah that makes a whole lot of sense because if you played the game and you want to be able to play it beyond the availability that it has on game pass then obviously you're going to buy it but if you think about it at the very least most people if they are committed to like a very specific game and it's on game pass they'll probably play and finish it on game pass and not touch it again so that means that they probably aren't buying it afterwards which is also kind of a little bit disappointing to hear because that means that Game Pass is kind of not doing... I mean, in terms of doing numbers for Microsoft, I'm pretty sure they're doing fine. They're not worried about that. But I'm pretty sure that like the third-party developers might feel it a little bit in the sting, and that's why they probably get you know like the paid-in-advance kind of stuff. And the only reason why we even know about this is because of the whole Microsoft trying to buy Activision Blizzard and they had to fill out a report uh, like showcasing that this is something that's happening. Um, specifically, they had to report it to the to the UK's CMA, which uh, is like their governing body for you know like uh, competition and markets. Um, and they have been investigating this deal, and they put out an initial report um, saying that hey, like this deal is going to be bad for gamers. Because there's going to be less competition and you're going to have to like specifically only go to this one place, which would be like Microsoft uh, for anything in terms like, you know, like cloud gaming and like 
buying specific games and of course you know exclusivity deals and stuff like that and they're not wrong uh i mean yeah i mean they're not wrong it's it's kind of a weird way to look at it considering that i can't imagine that there are a lot of people upset about like not having like xbox cloud gaming don't get me wrong it works for the most part um and for someone who maybe doesn't have access to an xbox or isn't willing to buy one just yet or doesn't have a you know a pc powerful enough to play the games um because you know they haven't bought a new one in a long while and they just want to get back into gaming it is a good way to get it to work it's a good way to get back into gaming it's a relatively cheap way to get back into gaming so I can see where they're coming from with this. And if that's true, then I you gotta have to wonder like how much money they spend on getting these games on the service for as long as it is. Um, for some games, I think it's like a year, which is, yeah, I mean, and then outside, of course, of like Microsoft, their own games. But then again, they, they've barely had any releases over the past couple of years that you can't really... You can't really tell how much of an impact it's had on their own sales in terms of game releases. I guess we'll see when um, when Starfield comes out, because that's a big title uh, for for Microsoft, uh, how much of an impact that has on sales. I mean, we know I know we had Halo Infinite out, but that one was released kind of weirdly. And like the people, the thing that people want the most was, of course, the multiplayer, which was free. So that's not a really good barometer anyways. Um, so yeah, super weird. Uh, I guess we'll see how far this goes, but yeah, Microsoft is having an uphill battle in terms of this acquisition of Activision. And certain people, which I will not talk about in this episode, because if I do, my blood will freaking boil because this person does not deserve my attention and does not deserve me getting angry about them every gosh darn time they open their stupid yaps. Um, I apologize, that is very unprofessional. But gosh darn it, this person just needs to just, you know, like zip it and throw away the key. Um, but you know what is not, you know what's, ah, damn it, I ruined the segue. <laughs> I ruined the segue. Um, you know what is great that developers do like to share how their games are made and psychonauts has just gotten a really big documentary a 20 plus hour 32 part documentary from the developer double fine and let me tell you that is some crazy stuff and it's you can just like watch it right now it is free like it is on is it like if you just look for it you can find it um they put the they posted a trailer on their twitter account uh it's made by two player productions who do excellent video game uh production video video productions for video games and stuff like that and like documentaries and stuff excellent team there um and the develop the sorry the developer the documentary is called uh double fine psych odyssey which is all about psychonauts too um i haven't watched it myself just yet i mean it's 20 plus hours so i am going to take my sweet sweet time 
uh, watching this and just soaking in all the ups and downs for for like the development of Psychonauts 2. Um, if you haven't played Psychonauts or if, you, if this is your first time hearing of Psychonauts, uh, I do urge you to check them out. They are part of, I can't believe I'm saying it. They are part of Microsoft, so their games are also available on Game Pass. So you can check it out there. Um, maybe after you've checked out the, maybe after you've checked out the game, check out the documentary or vice versa. Whatever way you want to float that boat, you can float that boat and it'll float. <laughs> um, you know what also floats? The sales for the PlayStation 5. They're actually doing pretty good numbers. They have surpassed 32 million units shipped um, after it, the PlayStation 5 had its best quarter, probably because they can finally actually sell them in stores now. Hey, guess what? If you have stuff to sell, normally, without stupid scalpers getting in the way, you do pretty good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm being a little facetious here, but come on, let's be honest. It took, like, what, two years before this system finally became normally available, you can like, depending on where you live, of course, you can essentially walk into any video game store or electronic store and pick up your own PlayStation 5 at a normal-ish price. Kind of unfortunate after the price hike they gave it last year, but at least you can pick it up now. So that's great. Um, and you, if you have the money to spare, you can pick it up alongside a brand new PlayStation VR 2 later this month. Uh, if you have the extra 550 bucks for it, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, they, they did pretty well. I mean, God of War Ragnarok has sold roughly 11 million, which is not surprising because. God of War 2018 was a gosh darn banger. If you haven't played it yet, I suggest that you do before you pick up Ragnarok. Because, you know, it's a continuous story. Um, yeah, it, yeah, they've been selling pretty well uh, this past quarter. Um, and they've been selling pretty well so far. And now that the, uh, the chip shortage, according to Sony, seems to be over... Um, if you haven't picked up a PlayStation 5 yet and you were waiting for the right moment, I guess now is as a good time as any. Uh, speaking of which, we're going, we're going back to Nintendo, uh, for the final two, uh, news articles that I want to talk about. We started with Nintendo, I guess we're ending with Nintendo. Um, I want to start off with the one that's a little less awesome. So... I talked about Metroid Prime getting a remaster and it's out now and people can play it. Well, people have been playing it and finishing it and have seen that they have not credited fully, at least, the original developers of Metroid Prime. Um, when you beat the game, you do get a credit. Um, you do get the, like the credits, but the credits only say based on the works of Metroid Prime and Metroid Prime... Uh, uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy uh, for GameCube and Wii. That's it. No names, just that. And uh, yeah, uh, a bunch of the original developers have taken to Twitter and uh, are calling Nintendo out in this one. 
uh, one of the one of the people that worked on it, the original tech lead engineer, uh, Jack Matthews, uh, called it a travesty, which, pff, wow. Um, not going to lie. Yeah, that kind of sucks, considering that credits are like the best way to prove that you worked on a title. And yeah, leaving developers off of of off of the credits like that kind of sucks. Um, one of the senior the senior engineers that worked on it, uh, Zoid Kirsch, uh, called it a letdown uh, for the lack of original full t uh, original full credits uh, for the Switch, which is interesting because like it's not like they haven't re released remastered before where they do give credit to like developers that have worked on it on the original releases. Um, and it's just, it's kind of weird and kind of disappointing that they just did just like this weird, like this weird, like screen that just says based on the work of Metroid prime, original Nintendo GameCube and Wii versions, development scat staff without actually naming them. It's like, oh, come on, you know, like, you know, these are actual people that worked on it. They put their effort into it, and they are not getting the credit the credit where it's due. So yeah, it's kind of disappointing to see. It is something that Nintendo, if they really wanted to, could rectify with an update. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, the last thing I do want to talk about, even though Nintendo makes weird, really weird decisions, they tend to also make really good decisions in this case. Um, they are actually promising to increase uh, the pay for their workers by 10%, even though their profit margin looks a bit trimmer than what it's, than what they would like to hope. I, I mean, I'm assuming what they like to hope. Um, this is specifically talking about like Nintendo employees in Japan. So do keep that in mind when I say that, but that's still pretty good. Considering that most like tech companies have been laying off people left and right, uh, not just tech 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 uh, companies, but also uh, big game developers have been letting people off. Microsoft is probably one of the biggest ones so far. They let go a lot of a lot of people from a lot of different uh, development studios. Um, I I'm almost pretty sure that EA also kind of let people go, but I have to double check and make sure about that. So don't take my word for that specifically. Um, but yeah, it is very nice to see that at least one developer, uh, one development company uh, and, and platform holder is like, look, we know like the, we know like the, uh, the squeeze on like the, like people at large, you know, with like the inflation and stuff like that. Um, it's not good, but we, that doesn't mean that people should not get, you know, what they're worth. Again, this is only specific to the Japanese employees. I don't know if it's trickling down to the European employees and the American employees and all the other Nintendo employees around the world. But I guess only time will tell uh, when we finally figure that one out. Um but yeah, at least that's a little some 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 little some positivity to go out on. And uh, if you are looking forward to more of this kind of stuff, I hope you do. Um, please uh, consider sharing, of course, game arrivals with your friends and people who might be interested in gaming podcasts. 
Um, I'm really grateful that you listened to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us where you can find whatever podcast any service you like. Uh, our home is on Anchor FM, but you can also find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, uh, Stitcher. Wherever you're listening to podcasts, you'll probably find us there. You can also find us on YouTube. The link will be in the description of this episode. You can also find you can also send an email to us, sorry, by sending an email at gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. You can find me, Maximilian X, on Twitter at Maximilian X, at Maximilian, sorry. Um, and also the Game Rivals uh, Twitter at game underscore rivals underscore. You can find me at Maximilian X on Instagram and on TikTok. And also on YouTube at Maximilian underscore X. Uh, that'll do it for me and this fine episode of Game Rivals. Thank you again so much for listening. I have been and always will be Maximilian X. And I will catch you rivals next time. Later.